Bless you. After that worship, aren't you just all glad that you are walking in the way? Amen. In the way of Jesus. And that's what I want to, to speak to you about today. And, you know, there are a lot of ways on this earth. And when we think of going this way, that way, we think, you know, about decisions, decisions to make. And I want everybody that's listening and watching today, if you're not in the way of Jesus, and if you don't know that Jesus is the way, by the end of this morning, I want you to know that you can uh, make that decision to walk in his way. Because we, it, on the praise and the worship and uh, the sense of the presence of the Lord, we are such a privileged people knowing Jesus. In our own church last week, we had uh, one of our young women, she teaches at the university and she sometimes brings her students. And one came who was from a country where uh, they have Buddhism and that has been the what she's known in her life and in her family. But she said after the service last Sunday, we were able to chat and pray with her. And she felt something in that presence, in the worship, in the atmosphere. And this should happen. There's something wrong if we don't have the atmosphere and the presence of the Holy Spirit when we gather together in the name of Jesus. And so it's wonderful. It's always to be uh, wonderful to be with you here at the Rock Church. And I am absolutely excited that you're going to be in, in your building soon. Um, we may be a bit disappointed because while we're still in Malta, we might not be able to preach for you. But uh, we, we are longing to come over and see you all and see you all in your new place. Amen. So Jesus is the way then. It's one of the most well-known Bible verses that I'm going to read. But also in the Bible, Jesus said, this is the way. This is the way. Walk you in it. And the early disciples, Jesus was trying to get over some truths to them. He was trying to prepare them for his death and resurrection. Um, he was trying to get it over in a gentle way. Because when we lose someone that we know well, that we are with, that we love, it's very hard when they are taken away from us. And we all know uh, that about uh, when we have a death in our families. And, and I'll speak a little bit about that uh, a little bit, little bit later on in my message. But Jesus, he tried to get things over to the early disciples, and just like us, they didn't quite get the message. And sometimes they were a little bit confused and a little bit afraid. But Jesus was saying to them in John chapter 14, verses 5 and 6, he said, uh, because he answered the question that Thomas 
one of the disciples asked him and he said, because Jesus was telling them, I'm going to go away and I'm going to prepare a place for you so that you can come also. And they said, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Isn't, are they, you know, beautiful verses there in, in John 14? And verses that as believers we probably know very well. But many people don't even look at their Bibles today. And so they don't have the same privilege and know the truth of knowing God and knowing his word. But this was the gospel. Jesus made it so easy for everyone to understand and so simple. But they couldn't quite understand why Jesus had to go away. And through history, we do. We Now we have the historical facts that Jesus lived on this earth and he was put to death by and arrested by the Roman soldiers, but then he was in the tomb and then he rose again. And he didn't need a key to get out. He didn't know anyone. He didn't need anyone to even roll the stone away. He could have just gone through the rock face because he had his heavenly body. We are amazed by this. And, and it's a beautiful story when Jesus appeared to the disciples and he'd been walking with them on the road to Emmaus and they didn't perceive that this was Jesus in his glorified body. But still, you know, with the, the look uh, as though he was someone from earth. <laughs> and they wondered who could say all these wise things to them. And then he took them by surprise. And I would love it if, if there's anyone that doesn't really know Jesus and he takes you by surprise today. And they were having supper together and suddenly Jesus walked through the wall and was with them and in their presence. And they were so amazed. And he showed Thomas, doubting Thomas, the prince in his hands where the nails had been and the mark, the scar in the side where the sword had pierced him. Oh, what a beautiful saviour and Lord. He makes us um, want to overflow our emotions when we think of the goodness of Jesus and how precious and the goodness of God. And so today's people, they, even though they, there are historical facts, we have an enemy as well as a, a God who loves us. We have an enemy, Satan, who loves to blind the minds of the people, who seeks to kill, destroy, and steal. And even God's people, he attacks and, and he tries to destroy our peace at times because he just hates God to move in our life because he knows that we're going somewhere one day 
where he was banned to go now, that that one day he won't ever be able to be free anymore. And he will be in the bottomless pit forever. And so he wants to take as many people with him as he can. But Jesus made it clear that hell was not uh, for any of mankind, but for Satan and his archangels that followed him when he was cast out of heaven for his rebellion and disobedience against God. And people can't understand that a God of love would send them to hell. But believe me, God does everything he possibly can. And he sends his Holy Spirit to come and convict us of sin and to draw us and draw us close to Jesus that we can be with him in his presence in heaven one day. We don't always hear preaching about hell and heaven and death. In many, many churches, they love to preach about prosperity and they put the gospel over that the gospel it, uh, will mean that you will never have want. Uh, but the Christian life is a hard life. Jesus said it's the narrow way that's set before us. And, and Paul, the apostle, he said, be... He said, I am content in whatever circumstances. And he had been, uh, you know, they tried to kill him. He'd been persecuted because he told everybody everywhere he went the hope of the gospel. And he did everything to strengthen the body of Christ, the, the, the Christian believers in those times. And that has been our calling mainly for Pat and myself to teach the body of Christ. We love to teach. And I was quite surprised. I said, Lord, you're turning this into a gospel message today. It didn't turn out how I expected. But when God does these things, it's for a plan and a purpose. And so the Holy Spirit draws us. And we need Jesus Christ as our saviour, just like the disciples of old needed to be with Jesus. And we need to hear that same promise of hope, that there is a hope and a future for us. I can't even imagine God's sorrow when he knows that people will reject him. And even down the centuries, there are people that will have no hope for Christ and an eternity with God because they have already rejected God. And God has given us freedom to love him. And so to reject Jesus is unthinkable. And many people don't want to talk about hell and describe hell. But Jesus talked about hell a lot because he did not want people to go there either. And he explained that it is eternal torment and that some people who are godless and at present don't have intention of, of putting their life 
in any way where they would come into contact with religion. They tried to cast it aside. And the heart of God must, must be in uh, so much sorrow for his people who want to reject him. And sometimes people joke and they say, oh, it'll be great when we get into hell, we can have a party. Friends, hell will be no party. Hell will be an eternal torment forever and ever. And we know what it's like in Malta. It's in the 30s now, and it's, it's, in, it's 29 or so through the night even. And, um, and so we know what it is. If I've gone out with friends, we can maybe go for a snack or a meal together, and we are always thirsty. We're having uh, bottles of water on the table. <laughs> we might have a fruit drink. We might have a coffee. But always we'll have a big bottle of water on the table. Uh, trying to quench our thirst. But, you know, in hell, we will have the torment of being so thirsty. The fire and brimstone will be real, friends. The demons that will provoke and come to harm you and, and be hateful and ugly towards you, who are already there. Well, we'll continue that. It's important that we must, even as believers, keep close to Jesus and always keep in his way. It's important that we get a good start. And there may be people today watching now and listening, and you think, oh, this is a bit harsh. And you may not have had a good start in, in life. I was privileged to be brought up in a Christian home. And even I'm, I was a third generation Christian. As far as I know, it may have gone back further. I don't know. But at least a third generation. And, um, and some people have not had that same opportunity. But, you know, when we start and, and have a good start we also need to make a good finish and finish well to friends and so God if you've never had a good start the good news is you can have a new beginning today whatever life has brought against you whatever problems whatever struggles you can have a fresh start in the Lord Jesus Christ and we are called as believers to walk in the narrow way. Walking in the narrow may, way means that we keep in the way that we have already determined to go. And aren't we so glad that it is not in our own strength, but God provides us all the help and the strength that we need and we have the Holy Spirit who walks by our side as well as indwelling within us. And so it means don't turn to the right or the left, to the distractions. And God will 
these distractions will lead us into discouragement and disobedience and frustration. And my heart cries out today, friends, when many believers start well, but then slide away from the Lord and, and kind of slide into neutral. A car in neutral will not be going anywhere, will never reach anywhere. And our life, if it becomes a life that's in neutral, that we're trying to enjoy the things that this world has to offer and also trying to kind of casually link to what God offers. Friends, I want to tell you this morning that will never work. It will only bring you sadness and discontentment. When we turn to Jesus in his way, we must walk in it and we must stay in it. And then it will be that path that, that will fulfill all our desires. God will fulfill our desires because when we are for the Lord, our desires, our main desires will be looking to Jesus and looking to his way. means we'll be hungry for the word. It doesn't mean that we will never get difficulties and problems in this life. It doesn't mean that we'll ever um, not get people who would be against us and be our enemies. The, the Israelites had many enemies. And when they got out of Egypt with the help of Moses leading them, they came to a way where it seemed there was no way in Isaiah 43, 16, 17. But God told them this. He does says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who brings both forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. These were how the enemies were trying to get to God's people they were trying to take them back into Israel. If you've got friends today who you associate with and they are trying to take you back into the ways of the world, friends, I suggest for your sake, you change some of your friends and get friends who will, will encourage you in the way of the Lord. It doesn't matter. You need to con, um, to completely forsake old friends. Keep a connection and keep praying for them. But make sure you bring them your way and they don't take you their way if they are into the things of the world. And so he said that the chariots, he said, they lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished. Because God's people got over on dry ground, but then the waters came. He said it quenched them like a wick, you know, like a candle. When you light a candle and water comes over it, the flame has gone out. So thank God that he, he always provides a way of escape. And actually, if we keep in his way, 
we hear his voice and it always will come at the right time when we need it. When we have big decisions in life to make <clears throat> or small decisions, then we can call upon the name of the Lord and he will lead us and guide us. And he will say, this is the way, walk in it. So sometimes we need, we need help from our own weaknesses. When we lose our passion for Christ, sometimes we get big knocks in the Christian walk. Is that not so? You're nodding, you're waving. We do get big knocks at times. And we feel that we've almost been knocked down. But I think in one of the songs today, it said about Jesus is the rock. And when we stand on the rock, we cannot be moved. So decisions come, decisions, even life and death decisions also. And in this time where we've had the COVID and still getting through it, um, you know, people, some people have had fear upon them. Some people have uh, even had the COVID and been very sick. People have lost their lives through it and we are conscious of this. So today, if we're still alive, we can give God thanks. He's kept us through. And we can believe that he's going to keep keeping us through. Amen. So we need to make a choice on eternity, which way we go. Uh, one preacher, he, um, it was in a big church in America, and he gave a great example of eternity. And it really touched my heart. And I'd never seen anyone do this before. But it really made me be more conscious that eternity is forever. And he got this big cord and it stretched all the way across this big platform. And you couldn't, he said, pretend that this cord never ends because you couldn't see the end of it on the platform. You know, there was people just supporting it so that it stayed where people could see it. But you could not see one end or the other. And he said, now use your imagination and pretend that how far you walked off the end of this platform and followed this cord, you could never, ever come to the end of it in either way. And I thought, wow, yes. God has always been there. He's from eternity to eternity. There'll never be the time when there's no God. There was never a time when there's no God. And you know, when we set our course and give our life to the Lord and we become his, we can stay there forever. And for those of you that are might have a few um, questions. You know, ask God to keep you hungry for his word because it's God's word 
don't just take a little verse and read it every day. That's good and that's great. But be students of the word. And you might say to me, hey, I've never been a student. I've never been good. My education's not good. I had opportunities when I was young, you know, and I went through school, but I couldn't wait to leave. I left school at 15. <laughs> and But God's been continued. He's continued with my education ever since. And in the word of God too, we... We even had, you know, we were doing uh, university courses. I started when I was almost 60 and in, in my 60s doing these theological courses, university courses, so that we could teach people. So when it comes to the Bible, when your life is hidden God, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And so it made us able. I, I'm, I'm pleased that I'm not having to do any courses now, but I really enjoyed it. And I was nervous at first, but it was amazing. God's enabling. God He's an amazing God. You'll be amazed the way that he leads and guides you. Jesus said in, in, uh, in John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, he said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. If we truly belong to the Lord, he will give us a love and a passion for his word. Because in the first letter, in, sorry, in John, it says that he is the word. He is the word. He became flesh and dwelt amongst men. But he was there at the beginning of creation. God had the idea and Jesus spoke the word. He was the word. And so we need to abide in the Bible, in the word, the living word of God, as well, in know, as, well as knowing Jesus as our Savior and Lord. It says in verse 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Freedom is so important and people want to usurp their authority in these days. Men, you know, uh, sometimes don't have the authority that they need to have because the way of the world has the women are trying to take the position that God gave the men. But God gave us both authority to work together in, in him, not to lord it over one another. And thank God that I thank God for a husband who has always been like a shield to me and a help. And, you know, don't. If you're a wife or going to be a wife, don't take that position off your husband, but be his help, be his support. And, you know, you will help one another. And my husband has also honoured all our life. He has honoured what God put into me. 
And he's never, ever said, you're a woman. You can't do this. You can't do that. No. He's always encouraged me as we've pastored and ministered together for the Lord. And so encourage one another in the Lord. Don't be part of the world that likes to put down. You know, we have racial tensions and all that. And sometimes I can't believe what goes on. And in our church, it's beautiful to see different races together. And I have friends. I have Indian friends. I have African friends. And when I meet with them, there's no culture barrier whatsoever. We, we sometimes have fun about our different cultures. Now, I said to one of my African friends recently, I said, I've got to get in the sun a bit more to catch up with you. She said to me, she said, Josie, you will need to be on some charcoal to catch up with me. <laughs> and we joke together. Isn't it wonderful? We're together, you see. It's possible to get on with people from all walks of life, different education, different colours. And, and the Apostle Paul, he wrote to us, you know, and he's, I love these verses in Colossians. He loved to encourage believers with godly truth. And Paul always had his sight set on heaven and upon what God had called him to do. And even if you've not become a Christian yet, God has got a plan and a purpose for your life. Even if you've been a Christian for years and you're still thinking, what can I do for God? Seek him. Many people forget to seek God for his plan for their life. I find that difficult to understand. Be hungry for God. Seek his ways. In Colossians 3, 1 to 4, let's have a look at this. Uh, Paul is encouraging the early believers to put on their, the new self in Christ. It's, it's that fresh start, the new self. Because he says God makes everything new. He takes off a lot of things from us, a lot of old habits. And we thankfully get rid of these. We may struggle with it at times, but we thankfully can give them up and give over more and more of our life to Jesus. And so Paul was encouraging them to put on the new self. I'm just having a quick look at the time. So am I all right? I wind up in a few minutes. Is that okay? How many minutes? Five? Okay. <laughs> and so he said, set your minds, Colossians 3, 1 to 4, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And that's a, a dying, giving up of self, that means. It's not our natural death when we're away from this world forever. But, you know, it's a dying to our self, to, to what I want to do, that big I, 
in our life and it keeps cropping up. And we always having to have this battle with pride and, and put pride away and exalt Jesus in us. We that's I think that's a continual prayer of everybody of who believes in Jesus to exalt him and let people see Jesus and not us, but let Jesus let them see Jesus, the one who reigns, hopefully, in our life. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Those early apostles were believing Jesus could come at any time. They didn't know a couple of thousands of years would go by and they would go up to be with him, but Jesus would still have not come back on the earth to take his church, his bride. And we are getting closer and closer, and, and we know it, to when Jesus will come again. And Paul, he, gives, he continues to give two lists of sins that will bring down God's wrath upon us and God's judgment, and that we must put to death in our life. And then he, he brings a list of the things that will benefit of us. So we need to search the scriptures, search the ways of the Lord. And when we think about heaven and hell, one thing we know, it is eternal, whether we end up in hell or heaven. And I want you all not to have any fear of death today. I've, I've come across a lot of Christians who were still afraid of death. Friends, if you have any fear of death, submit it to the Lord. You know what? Death is just a doorway into the presence of Jesus. Because we've been in ministry for, ne for nearly 50 years, you know, we've seen a lot of people pass from this life to the next. And unfortunately, we've seen one or two that are not in Christ. And you see a wrestle. It's not always a good sight. But, you know, when believers pass, we see the peace and you feel the presence of Jesus in the room. There's no doubt that the Lord comes for his own or, or sends an angel or opens a door way into his presence there is no doubt in my mind whatsoever and Billy Graham had that assurance he was always uh, wanting to work the best that he could see as many people come into God's kingdom as he could and and there was still a longing in his life to be with Jesus isn't it wonderful when we're not of this world, you know, and, and life is so short, we can put our problems in the hand of the Lord. 
because nothing will last for very long. But God will take us through it. He'll take us through every situation. And heaven is our home one day. There's not time to say how beautiful it is. But I want to close with this last truth because I just read this and studied it the other day and realized there's more to heaven than we thought. And it says in John 14, verses 2 to 3, in my father's house are many mansions. And, you know, people who give their thoughts to material wealth here, who are always wanting the best job, the best house, the grandest things. If you work like that now, that could also go with you and be your hope for heaven, and it might not come to pass. So don't just want to get into heaven so you can have a mansion, friends. It doesn't work like that. Get into heaven because you love God's presence and you want to continue in God's presence. We're in God's presence this morning and we want to continue it. The Greek word for that word mansion is a very interesting word. And it, it doesn't mean a magnificent grand house, but it means a resting place. And this can also be translate, translated as abiding places, which comes from the stem English word, which means to remain, to remain. So as we remain, as we stay in the narrow way, that will lead to heaven as we remain. In Hebrews, it says, now, therefore, there is a rest for the people of God. We have a peace that the world cannot imagine. And when people get to know us, they see us. Even some people that don't know us well, they will say there's something different. And people today are getting all kinds of treatment, going to see psychiatrists, getting tablets to calm their nerves, to find peace. When Jesus is the way and Jesus is our peace, he is our resting place. He gives us rest in time of crisis. When loved ones pass away and people go through the natural grieving process, it is wonderful as a believer to know the peace of God and to know that your loved one has gone to be with the Lord and you will be re reunited one day. And that is all part of the hope of the gospel. So let the people who know their God and know his ways make sure that your destination is secure. And if you don't know God, Get to know his way and walk in it. And every, make every day with Jesus count. Live in his abundant life today and for all your tomorrows. God bless you all. Thank you.